Yeah, from Penticton out west. Uh, unfortunately, you've got two guys from out west this afternoon, back to back. Uh, we even dressed alike. Uh, there's an important reason for that, and we will share it with you when we come up with it. So just bear with us. But it will be a good reason. Paul's after me, so he'll give the reason. Yeah, it wasn't planned. It was an accident. <laughs> this, uh, this afternoon, I'd like to read out of Psalm 27. I'll read from verse 4. Well, just verse 4 for now. David says, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. Out of all the things David could ask for, out of all the things you think he may need, and if you read the rest of the chapter, there's some other guys, some bad things happening out there. But David says, you know what, there's only one thing I want to do, is be in His presence and gaze at his beauty. Out of everything he could ask for, you know, no shopping list, Lord, how about some peace? How about you smack those guys around a little bit and make sure they don't even get you? Uh, how about some strength? How about sorting out my army? No, you're just like, you know what? There's only one thing I want to do now is just be in his presence and gaze at his beauty. I don't even want to ask him anything. I just want to look and and the message says, I want to contemplate his beauty. In Psalm 42, David brings this out again. He says, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, the living God. Where can I go to meet him? There is a hunger for his presence that David has. He says, wherever God is, that's where I want to be. My prayer is that in the next couple of minutes, our hunger and our thirst to be in his presence and to gaze at his beauty increases. David was a man after God's own heart, and you can see it. All he wants to do is be wherever God is. Wherever you are, I, I, I just want to be in your presence. Moses refused to move without it. Where's your presence, Lord? I, your presence must go with us if we're going to go on from this place. Now, we have 24-7 access to his presence. And I think sometimes when you've got so much access to something, sometimes we lose the value of it. I mean, when you're here, you can plug in, you know there's going to be electricity. You go to South Africa, not quite the same situation. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's true. They plan around the lights when they're on and off. And then you come back here, and you're like, oh, man, stable electricity again. Oh, how wonderful it is. 
And every time you like put the laundry on, you're like, I don't have to wonder if it's going to cut off before this load is done. But you know what? It's quick, and we've, we don't appreciate it anymore. We just take it for granted. Let's not take his presence for granted just because we have 24-7 access to it. David longed to be there. In that chapter, he, he talks about wanting to dwell in the house of the Lord. He wants to seek him in his temple. He wants to be safe in his dwelling, and he wants to take shelter in the Lord's sacred tent. Four different ways he's just trying to express how urgently he wants to be in God's presence. Lord, if you're there, that's where I'm going to be. If you're there, okay, I'm coming. That's where I want to be. Wherever you are, that's where I want to be. He's, 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 it's almost desperation to be in God's presence. And I think sometimes we take, like I said, that, that access for granted sometimes. And we don't value it as much. And then you, ah, oh, I've got to prepare for something. So the routine is, and, and his presence has just become something on our checklist. I've got to go into his presence, and then once I'm there, I'll be able to prepare my notes. So the point of going into the presence is to prepare notes. Checklist. Right, I've got to prepare, get some nice music on. Okay, God's presence. All right, I'm in his presence. Okay, now let me prepare my notes. We, we lose the value. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the one enthroned. He's the one that's been before time. He's the one that's always going to be there. He's the one who knows everything. All powerful. All present. How can we do that in his presence? Let's like value his presence. It's like, oh, Lord, how great it is to be in your presence. The other aspect of this is that God wants us to be in his presence. It was his idea for us to be there. He's the one that says, come boldly into my presence. He's the one that made it possible. And he wants us to be there because he wants us to get to know him better. He wants to build a close relationship with us. And there's only one way we can build that really close relationship with him is to be in his presence. See, there's a lot of people who know about God. We don't want to just know about him. We want to actually know him. And the way we do that is by spending time with him. I think there's far too many who settle for just knowing about him or knowing a lot about him. He wants us. He, he's already done his side. He already knows you better than you know yourself. He's wanting us to do our side and get to know him as well as we possibly can. He wants us to be in his presence and just gaze at his beauty. There's people here who know me to varying degrees. Some know me well, some know some of the things I do for fun, 
those kind of things. But nobody knows me as well as my wife knows me. Because she spends all day gazing at my beauty. <laughs> I found one who did that. I thought, I've got to hold on. <laughs> but, you know, she can look at any situation, and she will know what I would do in that situation. That's how well she knows me. And that's how well God wants us to know Him, that we can see anything and we'll just know what God's heart is for that and be able to express that and, and represent Him well because we know Him that well. Being in His presence, gazing at His beauty sets us up to do things better. Ephesians 1, 15 to 17 says, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Not so that we can have the most innovative home group or church or business, so that we may know him better. When we know him better, those other things will come about. But they start with knowing him better. They start with being in his presence. They start with gazing at his beauty. Now in John 15, verse 46, where Jesus is talking about the vine and the branches, he says, uh, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like the branch that is thrown away and withers. When we... We often go into his presence because we want to get the ideas that we need for the, for the work. But the key is actually just remaining in him, just remaining in his presence. He says, you just remain in me and don't worry, we'll work it out together from there. I think there's too many people who look to the work to improve their relationship with Jesus. It's your relationship with Jesus that makes the work possible. He cares about you first before what you can do for him. He wants to build a relationship with you first and then go out and work together. Uh, I love what David said when he's in his presence, all he wants to do is gaze at his beauty. It's just, Lord, I just want to sit there and I just want to look at how awesome you are. I just want to see how incredible you are. And you see in the Psalms how David tries to express what he sees. Oh, your majesty, it stretches across the heavens. And I think sometimes we, we go into his presence with the intention of just doing business. 
I need something. Let me go into his presence and see if I can get it there. Similar to hit a drive through I'm going to put my request in there, and I'm going to go to the next window, and hopefully I've got it out on the other side. What David's saying is, don't even worry about that. Just gaze at his beauty. John 1.29, where John the Baptist sees Jesus, and he says, Behold the Lamb of God. How often do we just go into his presence and behold the Lamb of God? For who he is. Like, wow. Lord, how awesome are you? For me, David gives this prayer in, in, in 1 Chronicles 19. And, and for me, it, it sounds like it's just overflowing from his uh, beholding the beauty of the Lord. David said, blessed are you, O Lord, the God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and on the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord. You are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor, they come from you. You rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand... It is to make great and to give strength to all. Just gushing out from, from his presence. Just overflowing from having been beholding the beauty of the Lord. I think it's a, a subtle change. And I know the Bible says we must ask for things. You have not because you ask not. And when we go, we must go and find things for the Lord. And I know we're supposed to go and put our requests there. I'm not saying don't, but I'm saying it, that shouldn't be the main thing. We should be developing this relationship in His presence, getting to know Him. And the best way we do that is by beholding the beauty of the Lord. Just reveling in His majesty. It's in his presence where we transition from hoping God will do something to knowing God will do something. In that verse we read earlier, one thing I ask is to dwell in the house of the Lord and to gaze on the beauty. It carries on to say, um, for in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe. In his dwelling, he will hide me in the shelter and his uh, sacred tent and set me up on a high rock. He will take care of me. I don't have to worry about these things. He's going to sort them out. When you're in his presence and we gaze at his beauty, we, we move from uncertain to certain. From maybe shaky to rooted. Verse 7 and 8 says, my voice when I, uh, Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. So your face, Lord, I will seek. The emphasis. David has needs, but his emphasis is not the needs. His emphasis is, Lord, I just want to see you. And when I see you, I feel at peace. When I see you, I feel safe. When I see you, I feel protected. He didn't go saying, Lord, I need to be safe. I need, he just said, Lord, I need to see you. Because when I see you, everything else 
falls away into the background. I think often we know what we want, or we think we know what we need. And then we go to God and we say, this is what I need. Can you please give me this? You know, the problem is when we do that, we narrow our listening and our looking to only receiving that. So God may have a completely different answer to your situation and you're missing it. Because you're only listening for this one thing. I need peace. Peace. Okay, peace. Peace. God's over here trying to give you a whole other strategy. And when you implement the strategy, you're going to get the peace. But you can't hear the strategy because you're too... I only want peace. That's all I want. I, 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 I hate shopping. I, 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 I really do. Yes. You know, Tyron said when you offer someone a ride on your bike, the, the polite answer is no. I think when, you, when, when I ask, can I get you anything from the shop, it's the same, just no. <laughs> yeah, my wife, can you get me this, can you get me that? So I, I, but when I, I hit exactly what I need and I'm out of there. I don't even look at the price. My wife's like, how much did this cost? I said, I don't know, you said you needed it, I got it. I can't tell you anything else that was on the shelves. Wasn't this on special? I don't know. You just said you need that. I went there, I picked it up, and I left. But we do that sometimes with his presence. We go in there, we think, this is what I need, and all I want to do is grab that and go, God's wanting to show us this whole shelf full of stuff. And we're missing it. We're missing out on all these wonderful things because all we want to do is go in him and say, I want one thing. How about we just go in and say, Lord, you know the situation even better than I do because you're the all-knowing God. I'm just going to gaze at your beauty and see what you have to say. Just in preparing for today, I just really felt that there was someone specific who's actually lost their joy in what they do. You've lost the joy in the work that you're doing for the Lord. You might have even just come here because you think it's the right thing to do and it's expected of you. I feel God inviting you to go into His presence and just gaze at His beauty. Because when you do that, you're going to see new things. He's going to reveal new things to you and your joy is going to be restored. I can see the clock from you. <laughs> Seeking his face and gazing at his glory always leads to bigger and better things. Don't go in there and narrow-mindedly say, Lord, I want one thing. Just say, Lord, you know what I need. What do you want to say to me? We can't say he's the all-knowing and then ha think that we have to give him information. When we go into his presence and we just gaze at his glory, you know what? We get things we don't expect. 
We had a lady just a couple of weeks ago. Oh, man, incredible issues with her back, walks with a cane, has to get helped into the bath. On a Sunday morning, she's just standing. She's not even, she told me, I wasn't even singing the words. I was just, oh, I was just enjoying being with the Father. Nobody prayed for her. Nobody even mentioned healing. She said, I'm just standing there, and all of a sudden, my, my back popped. It just was like, instantly the pain left. She hasn't used a cane since. She said, no, I just hop in the bath by myself. And she's been weeks like that. No one spoke about healing. No one touched her. She was just gazing at the beauty of the Lord, and she got something she wasn't even asking for. Gazing at the beauty of the Lord is the birthplace of new things. Oh, I need a new strategy. Go and ask the most creative person you can possibly ask. He created the heavens and the earth. And just say, Lord, I need something new. I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to gaze at your beauty. And one day I was just struggling for a, for a preach for the Sunday. I know none of you have ever had that problem. I'm, I'm, I'm by myself. I'm just being vulnerable. <laughs> and I, I, I just, it was like Thursday, and I'm like, Lord, man, I, I, I need to put the thing together still. And I, normally I know what I'm speaking on by that time. I got four things on the back burner. I'm like, well, let me start hitting out these things. Ah, this is not it. There's no life in this thing. Let me try the next one. An hour into that, ah, it's not this thing. There's no life in this one either. Third, fourth one, I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm out of options now. Frustrated. I'm like, man, you know what? I can't prepare in this frame of mind anymore. <laughs> I've got to reset. Closed the computer, took my phone, put the AirPods in, put the phone on the desk so that I, I couldn't see the phone, and I went and sat outside. And I just said, Lord, I'm just going to sit here with you. And if that's what I do for the rest of the day, that's what I do with the rest of the day. I'm just going to sit here. And I just sat there. Oh, man, after a few minutes, I just get this whole new idea. It's a whole new strategy. I'm like, wow. The Lord downloads a whole new strategy for, 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 for outreach. That we, we were praying, Lord, give us some, a creative way to reach our city in COVID. Because COVID's not an excuse to not reach our city. And, 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 and then he just downloaded this thing. And, and, the, and, it, and the plan, we, we actually still use it. And it's actually still effective. We've seen, oh man, people in our city being healed. We've seen Muslim people texting us, can you pray for me? We've, uh, and it all came out of it. And I wasn't even, I was, it was just, it's the birthplace of new things. His presence gazing at his beauty. I was like, okay, that's awesome, Lord. I still need something for Sunday. <laughs> but after that download, man, the church prep just it rolled out like this. I think I did it in double quick time. It's because I, I think he had turned off the tab because he's like, I want your attention. And I'm not going to help you until you come back here and sit in front of me and give me your attention. So how about we don't put God in that position? Let's just ourselves say, Lord, you know what? I want to make it a regular thing. I'm just going to 
close my phone, close my computer, and I'm just going to come and sit in your presence, and I'm just going to gaze at your beauty. If you speak, you speak. If you don't, what better place to be than gazing at your beauty? Gazing at his beauty increases our faith. Hebrews 12 says, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. How can you not be filled with faith when you're gazing at his beauty and his magnificence? And you see what David saw, the power and the strength and the majesty of our great king. And when he asked us to do something, well, Lord, if you're with me, no, no problem. Gazing at his beauty helps transform us into him. It helps us with the becoming more and more Christ-like. The word says, as we got our eyes fixed on him, the Holy Spirit works in us. Man, we at our church just tried hard to just encourage people, please just spend time Fixing your eyes on Jesus. You know what? The more we talk about that, you know, the fewer the issues we have. <laughs> because people are getting them sorted out with God themselves. Which is how it should be. I'm going to be a good guy and help all out and finish on time. But can I just leave us with that encouragement? Let's be people who are regularly found in his presence, gazing at his beauty. Not just having business meetings. Sitting there gazing at his beauty, saying, Lord, how incredible you are. The other things, the new, the faith, all of that are fringe benefits. The focus is him and gazing at his beauty, and celebrating who he is. So Lord, we just, I just want to lift that person or people up that have just lost their joy in what they do, and say, Lord, as they spend time with you, just let them not forget to spend time with you. And when they do, Lord, just let it be a release of new things for them. Let it just be the uncorking of a bottle that just overflows with joy. Because, Lord, that fruits, the characteristics of your kingdom are peace and joy. And, Lord, for all of us, Lord, we want to be better at just reveling in your presence, Lord. Lord, increase, we, we, we want to be more like David, who is just that real hunger to be in your presence, Lord. Where we don't want to do anything, where whatever's going on outside, Lord, takes second place to gazing at your beauty. We ask for your help with us in your name, Lord. Amen.